0: Welcome to the Conscious Folk Podcast, where we highlight stories in the Caribbean, contributing to a healthier society, a mindful movement, and the global collective consciousness. Let's get right to it. We're back, and this is another Conscious Folk Podcast, and I'm here with Janelle chase Mayers. She is a mental health coach. She is also a CrossFit trainer, and gosh, she does many things, but we're here to talk to the mental health coach today. And today's topic is holding space, holding space for yourself and holding space for others. And Janelle, I have to tell you immediately when you think about holding space, right? Just on a real basic level. You know, you hear, hold the hold space in front for me, hold the space in the line, hold the hold car space next to you so that I can get a, get a park, or hold the seat next to you. You're always holding space for someone to be close to you, yes. you know, or giving them preference or giving them priority, you know? And I feel like it it translates the same way in your life, like holding space for yourself, giving your, making yourself a priority, and making someone else a priority.
1: Definitely.
0: Um... Let's start with the working definition for you as a therapist. What is holding space?
1: Okay, um, first, before we start there, I want to start with a concept of that empathy drives connection Mm -hmm. and sympathy drives disconnection. And that's something that Brené Brown talks Mm -hmm. a lot about. And when we start to have the conversation about holding space, we have to first talk about that. Do we want to connect with somebody or do we want to disconnect? With people, right, right, and so the whole concept of holding is to grasp, right, Mm -hmm. or to secure, or to support, or to carry, and we have to ask ourselves that question: Do we actually want to hold on to somebody, to support somebody, or to even carry the person? I love that. I love that. And to keep our detain, Mm -hmm. so because we could get held in a cell. You could get a lockup. So, you know, the magistrate hold the person or held the that's person. That's a different space to me. Yeah. Happen. And sometimes we actually hold people like that. Oh, we detain wow. people like that as well, too. Wow. So, the de- you have to first understand what's your definition
0: of holding. So, holding space isn't always a positive thing? Nope. Oh.
1: Far from. Okay, mind blown. (laughs) Yeah. Because a lot of us hold space with the perception of getting something back. Mm -hmm. And then we feel as if people have taken advantage of us. Because we haven't set healthy boundaries in the space that we've held for them.
0: Wow. I'm sorry. That pause was for good reason. Yeah. I was taking that one in. I always thought holding space was, you know, just being there for someone, prioritizing them, caring for them cupping them in the palm of your hands, no. you know, just giving them love.
1: We Caribbean,
0: we bad mind. You, <laughs> like,
1: you hold somebody in your mind, right? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not necessarily the most effective um, thing that adds value to somebody's relationship. Right. So we have to be very mindful of how we're holding space first. And then the next definition of space, a continuous Area of expanse, which is free, available, or unoccupied. And then the dimensions of height, depth, and width, within which all things exist and move. So you have to figure out what's your dimension for holding space with somebody. Because somebody sometimes people don't have the capacity to hold space. Yeah. Right? And people who are doing well in life notice this. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be excited about a project, and you'll tell somebody, and they'll be like, good job. Mm-hmm. you have got podcast, cool. And you're like... Podcast is a freaking big deal to me. Right, right, right. But do they have the capacity to hold the space for your excitement? hmm So then we walk away saying, well, you know, nobody bad-minded. You know, I don't know what this works. It's not necessarily and, that. And it's not that. Yeah. Can't, do they have the capacity, do they have the bandwidth mm-hmm. to actually hold the space for the excitement for you? Right. And some people don't. Yeah. So then they go, sorry, do a little bit more That's mind-blowing. Okay. Go another level, what type of space are you holding? So there's a safe space that we
0: could hold for people. And I always thought the space was a safe one. No.
1: Ah. Everybody, so you could got bad-minded space, but we're not going to talk about that. Right. Okay, everybody has had that experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I say there are two types of spaces. There's safe space and there's sacred spaces. Mm-hmm. So safe spaces are directly linked to making the person feel more secure. Okay. Almost like a cocoon. Right. You don't, you don't, they, they come to you for a haven. Mm -hmm. But then the sacred space is an opportunity to grow and heal. And too many, too many of us hold people in safe spaces. Because if you don't allow them to feel, Mm -hmm. then how do they know that they've actually grown? But
0: allowing someone to feel is not the safe space? No, allowing people to feel
1: Uh in the safe space is okay but it means that they cannot go past anything. They do not explore what's out there that may potentially hurt them.
0: So maybe you need to break down the differences then for us of the, like, maybe some points of safe space versus sacred space. Okay, How do so, we know the difference? So
1: safe space is always rooted in almost like your hierarchy needs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Shelter. um, Food. You know, you go to a girlfriends and something's happening. they like, come, drink this wine, that yes. kind of stuff. We do that. Because that means that you're not going to feel any more of the pain oh. you know, so I, I liken it to being in a rehab, right, and when you're in a rehab, you're in a safe space because the pusherman can't get to you mm-hmm. right, and you're not going to go there, nobody's bringing alcohol into rehab. It happens sometimes, but not very often mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a cocoon, but when they get into the second phase of it, right, when they get into the second phase of it, we let them go out. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you have to learn to come back home and talk about how you've been challenged and how you grow. Right. So the second phase then becomes a sacred place where they can actually begin flourishing. Oh, you so you think about sister circles? Mm-hmm. It's a sacred space. They never said it's a safe space. People hear it. The people who join it say it's a safe space, but yeah. the person who's facilitated the growth is like, "This is a sacred space. This is an opportunity for growth and healing." You've never heard them
0: say it's a safe space by by itself. You're challenging me to change my languaging because. I, I believe I, I have spaces in my life that are sacred, but I do call them safe. Yeah. And now understanding this difference, it, it actually helps a lot. Yes. So in a sacred space, I, I have safety yeah. in it. Um, I'm secure in it mm-hmm. too, to cry, yeah. to feel, to go through maybe an extended period of um, that. That's not a great feeling, mm-hmm. but people are still going to be there for you and listen because mm-hmm. they have created that capacity within themselves to, they made, they made that choice. Yeah. To deal with that. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, what uh, next?
1: So what are you going to do next? Yeah. Happened? Whereas the safe space, you're just there. Right. Think about it. When you get hurt for the very first time, a safe space, you get the surgery, you know, you're in the hospital, you're there for a while. And then there's a space that you have to move on. So you might have to do OT. You might have to do physical therapy because the sacred space is something that's moving you towards something. Right. And a lot of us get stuck in safe spaces.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Okay, so you can still feel alone and isolated in a safe space. Definitely. Because your basic needs are being met, Mm -hmm. but not your core needs. Yep.
1: Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. Janelle. (laughs) That's why a lot of people don't move. And that's why they say that they don't enter into multiple relationships with other people that challenge them. So they keep going back to the person who's kept them safe. But it means that you're not moving. Mm -hmm. Like, I can only hold you for so much. Right. Till you decide, okay, well it's time to try this again and be so women have safe spaces for relationships mm-hmm. they'll say you know I ain't dating forever yeah 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 okay but that's a safe space but how long you could stay in that safe space wow. so you can wait two, it's 42 43 then decide and as soon as you decide to mm-hmm. date again it's uncomfortable you're not sure you didn't have practice wow. and then you shut down some, fe-
0: some women right now are feeling attacked <laughs> Get the alcohol, because it may sting a little bit. Right. But yeah. So how do you pull yourself out of the safe space and trust life enough to go somewhere sacred? Okay. Because this is holding space for yourself, now, yes. right? Yes. So
1: first, in terms of holding space, you must always hold space for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, nobody else. So that whole definition that at the beginning... Empathy drives what? Connection. Yeah. And so if we begin to hold space for ourselves, we then become connected with what we want, what we desire, and what we need for our growth. Mm-hmm. And then in that case, we could branch out to other people. But most people don't do that. They reach out to other people so other people can make them feel better. Right. Girl, I just want to laugh. I call you like it's it's not a case of hey, I'm struggling. And I really want to be able to get out of this mood. Can let, let's, let us go and do something together. This is what I identify that will make me feel better. Mm-hmm. We're always calling somebody else to make us feel better. Yeah. And so therefore, we don't learn to hold that space for ourselves, the discomfort, mm-hmm. right? And once you start to recognize that, then you can begin holding space. But you have to learn if you, can, if you have a bandwidth. So for me, I know that there are certain things that, if it's too much, I just I just have to tell people I am dealing with a lot of stuff right now. I'm not going to be able to hold space for you. Right, man, you gotta put me. And these these are my personal friends. Yeah, and I'm like, so I mean, I gotta make appointments. Like, yep available 6 to 8 o'clock on Friday morning. Because mm-hmm. I can't hold space for you at 9.30 if I've been dealing with a lot of, of course, stuff, right? Yeah. And so therefore, I would be a disservice to myself, and then a disservice to you. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's knowing when and how to apply the space that you're trying to. And then determine, is it a safe space or sacred? There's some relationships that you can only go safe because the person's not doing the growth work with you.
0: Right. So you feel right. like they're, 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 they're always going through something. They're Always needing, 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 and mm-hmm. nothing is actually changing. Yeah. Yep. And that's a hard position to be
1: in as a friend. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I want you to come along. But again, that disconnection is can you have empathy for yourself? Right. Once we start to go into sympathy, we're going into the pity. And once we keep going into the pity, we're going into disconnect. And what what do people say? They're isolated. They feel alone. They don't want to talk with people, all of that stuff. So that's something that they say to themselves, and then they they share it with you. Mm-hmm. But if you've made a decision already that you don't want to deal with people today, there isn't anything that I can say to you to pull you out. Yeah. Wow. And so for me, for me I, I have a girlfriend, and we... When life is very overwhelming with human beings, we say we, say we can't people today.
0: Yes, I use and that term say, too. Like, yeah, not nah today, boy. The yeah. Human
1: race, the human race is a little tough today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then we detach and return to ourselves because then we give ourselves compassion. We give ourselves the love that we're not going to be able to get mm-hmm. external. And it's not each other pulling up each other. We're like, Well, go and deal with what you got to deal with. And then I'll call you back the next day. But like, you people in today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I good. But that's a lot of the work that we do. And think about it, children self soothe.
0: Yeah, they do naturally. Yeah. They they just know. Yeah,
1: when it's too much, mm-hmm. they self soothe, or their parents help them self soothe. Yeah. They, aka, go sleep. Like <laughs> you, you tired? Stop. Mm-hmm. It's too much. But they self soothe And they find something, find an object, they play with it. So we're in the habit of actually being able to create our own personal safe spaces, but then it's elevating. So then when they go out and they play, they learn that this space is about growth and they learn that this space is about healing. And if they fall down, somebody will come and dust them off mm-hmm. and tell them, come again. Nobody ever dusts off a child and be like, sit down there. You, you. We create the concept of safe spaces. Right. In our parenting and in all of our other relationships. We li- if you live in Caribbean, and I know this is going global. Let me just put it out there. If you live in the Caribbean, you know, if something happens to you, your parents will tell you, stand inside the house, that body and your friend.
0: Mm-hmm. True.
1: And what, what's that communi- communicating to them is ultimately, if you get hurt, don't trust people
0: stay within this safe space. But Mm -hmm. that
1: safe space not challenging you to grow.
0: Exactly. You know? Because you're not learning to deal with people. You're not even learning to find safe spaces outside. And a lot of people, we
1: grow up in those households. Right. Where we're told everybody in here have your back or has your back and everybody out there out to get you. But the reality of it is the people inside is who out to get you and the people out there is who got you. Because when you think about it, when you elevate to a certain level, there's a the necessity of strangers. Yes, yes. You know? And we meet people and then we connect with them because they have different ideals and different values. Mm-hmm. And those ideals and values help us get in tune with the things that we want. And helps to create growth for exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah. So safe space is one of those things that I, I was doing a, a conference the other day. And, you know, everybody was saying, this is such a safe space. And it, it kept grating on me. It's like, this is not what this is designed for. Mm-hmm. And if you feel that this is a safe space, it means that you're always entering to safe spaces from a different perspective of growth.
0: So what should people say in those kind of situations? Because no, they say what they say. Their but intention is, yeah, be, I want to make this a sacred space.
1: Exactly. And mm-hmm. my thing is, I always ask people to give me a definition. So if you tell me this is a safe space, tell me about this environment, what makes it safe? Got you. And then I'll be like, okay, are you comfortable? How long do you plan to stay here? Well, I, I'll i stay here till I get my feet wet or whatever. How long is that going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, but I like it here. And that's we end up staying in complacent relationships like that, you know.
0: Which is why in a sacred space, you're always challenged yes. to move forward. Yeah. Even if it ruffles your feathers a bit, yeah. even if you get uncomfortable, it, it puts you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Like what you do to me. Yeah, yes, definitely. This is a sacred space right here. Yes! <laughs> it is. I love it. Okay, so I want to go back to when you were talking about self-soothing. Mm-hmm. Self-soothing. Mm-hmm. So you were saying that sometimes we don't have the capacity, we need to step away. Mm-hmm. And we need to find ways to be our own sacred space. Can you just give me some points or practices that people can um, engage in to soothe themselves and to, I guess, fill themselves back up in order to have capacity? So one of the things is doing a body scan. Mm
1: -hmm. We get irritable. Like every human being on earth has the capacity to be irritated. Yeah. And when we are in that space, we have to be mindful that it's not about the other person. It's about us. Mm Um, so for me, I go the I can people today. So first, check your body. Are you antsy about something, right? Or what is it that you are desirous um, of accomplishing, but for some reason it's not getting done? That's the first place to self-soothe. Then music. Woo! Yes, music transcends the way in which our bodies feel, mm-hmm. and so it's it's so interesting to listen to men, especially, who talk about their dark. Songs that they listen to to self soothe. And it's like, you yeah, ever listen to the words in that song? Right. I know, I know, I know. I said, well, exactly. If you know the songs, the words that you're listening to, not only self soothe, but it keeps you in a darker space, mm-hmm. then perhaps it may be time for you to listen to another frequency.
0: Yeah.
1: Because we're very energetic beings. True. So the vibration, like I woke up this morning and Cronics was in my, of course. I'm pleased to be chilling in the West Indies. Yes. Right? Ja, provide all my wants and needs. We got the sunshine, rivers, and trees. Whether it's gray or not, yeah. the point is, it's still there. Right? And so music, and a lot of us hear music, but we don't really hear music. True. We don't allow it to vibrate to us. What do we do for children? We put on music. Mm-hmm. Like, so even if you think about the priming of self-soothing, Right? We put on music. It may be the ABC thing. Yeah. And the ABC may sound right ABC versus ABCD. Like, yeah. we praying people to hear music and hear songs. But think about it. Back into the womb, what's the first song a child hears? The heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And then the water. So it's getting grounded in some type of... Um, frequency and sound may I not like that, be yeah. words, right? Definitely, and then have a conversation about whether or not you can hold the capacity. Mm-hmm. Give people your bandwidth. Listen, I got fifteen minutes, so I met this one good. Yeah, yeah. I tell people, I'm sorry, friend. If you tell me something twice and it's not having a solution, don't come back to me third, fourth, fifth, sixth, because I'm not entertaining it. Which... I always tell people, if I was a therapist, that people came to me and ten times tell me the same story, I deserve to be fired. So why would I do that to you in our
0: friendship? Mm-hmm.
1: So if after the second time you can't reframe this, then I may not be the best person. So
0: when we say, "Geez, Janelle," but what about a little compassion? What about a little empathy?
1: That's the empathy right there. Because you're no. fed up. You're telling the story. Mm-hmm. Like think about it. When we tell stories, it's two things that are happening: we're fed up or we're not heard. Got you. So if you know, you come to me, I'm hearing you, part of it is always to ask the person, what do you, what do you want from me in yeah. this space? Right? So <laughs> I, have, I have a girlfriend, Tara, um, from Journey to Mindful eating. Mm-hmm. We, we talk, and then there's sometimes she's like, this is not a wellness talk, know. <laughs> Better in a papa? Like, like they listening. Right. Yeah. We tell you. She just each needs other, you as a yeah, friend right yeah. now. She's like, this is not no, this is not a solution we're creating or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, we're yeah. just talking. And I appreciate that because what it does is tells me to put down that skill mm-hmm. and pick up the skill of just being present for her without solutions. Got you. So I heard this the other day, I was doing a training and one lady said, you know, um, with kids they do this with the, their children. There's a sadness stage and there's a solution stage. And if you tell people that this is your sadness stage, mm-hmm. it gives them permission not to have to solve a problem for
0: you. Which also frees up the other person holding space for you. Exactly. Ah. Yeah.
1: And I was like, ooh, I love that. I'm using that. Because we have to be mindful of where people are at yeah. as much as we are mindful of what, we, where we are at. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I've been blessed to have a lot of friends that i be like, all right, if they call you at 3 o'clock, you know what time it is. And they would just pick your phone, hey, Jay, all right, listening? Mm-hmm. Like, if we don't serve people, we don't give people notice with regards to what we require from them, we're not going to end up getting the proper space being held for. Mm-hmm. And then you hear stories of people, you know, with friends with people for 20 years, and then they feel that if the person actually was creating a shift with them and they have real bad vibes and all that stuff, and it's like, mm, not really,
0: you really didn't set... Proper boundaries. Right? And so it's being mindful of things like that. Uh, It's interesting that you were talking about letting people know the capacity. I've never had such direct conversations with my friends. But we do have little things like if I call somebody and the phone just rang out, someone calls me back and they will say, Are you okay? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Or you just called to shout me? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm busy now. I just want to make sure you were okay. Yeah. And I could tell that that meant if you were not okay, I would stop everything that I'm doing right now, a whole space here. Yeah. But since you're good, I can show you later. Yeah. And definitely. I appreciate that, mm-hmm. you know? And I think those are little ways that we can, we can communicate with our friends yeah. that we're here. We, hear, we mm-hmm. just can't be here right now. Is it like communicating the same thing? I only got 15 minutes exactly. for you. Yeah.
1: And we have to tell people we have to be okay with the potentiality of a rejection.
0: Mm, that's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Because
1: being rejected isn't necessarily something that is wrong it may be an opportunity for you to work through that safe space and move to a sacred space. Yeah. So Tracy can't help me in this moment, but what skills do I have mm-hmm. at this moment to walk through and navigate this particular challenge? Yeah. And I think we appreciate the friends that do that yes, for more sure. because we're like, you always challenge me. Like, I just, And if you really need them, you need to say, But I really need you right now. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to wellness me. I don't need you to do this. I I need you to just hold a space where I feel heard and seen with a situation that I am managing. And kids do that to us. I may just want you to listen. Yeah, it's true. They tell us these things. I just want to cuddle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They literally tell us how to treat them. Yeah. You know, it's only when we get a little, oh, you think you don't want to do X, Y, Z. Like, no, like... Even how we say that,
0: you know, kind of dumbs down their intuition for holding space.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, Janelle, you have brought us some truths today and some things to, to rethink, to reshape, to reframe. Um, even our languaging, I, I, I think the big thing for me was safe space versus sacred space. Yeah. I now have a better understanding of what that space is and how to describe certain spaces in my life. Um, I know you have a busy one today. Mm-hmm. 'Cause guys, she's a therapist, she got sessions to go to. So any last words for our listeners, any last points you wanna leave us with? Um, I think for me it's allowing people to realize
1: that they can evolve in the spaces that they're operating in. Mm-hmm. So many of us are scared to step out into the unknown with people we don't know anything about. But the one thing I understand about humanity is is about connection. Mm-hmm. And if you connect to the be- connect to the best people with regards to the challenges that you're experiencing, you may actually get better results than the people who have been in your corner. And I always tell people like if you <laughs> if your girlfriend has not helped you get over all the 10, 15 um boyfriends that hurt you, did you wrong, you need to fire your Your girlfriend and get a therapist because Mm -hmm. they can't hold space, like, you don't have the space you need. No, and so sometimes you have to get outside of your comfortable space Mm -hmm. and go into a space where somebody may ask you a little bit more poignant questions that you can say, You know what? I really do appreciate um, your feedback, yeah, and this is how I'm going to move forward. With this particular task.:
0: I love that you said that because Caribbean people and we posted it this morning on conscious Folk, there's a lingering thought that um, going to therapy is like telling somebody my business and I yeah. really about that, you know, but it's so necessary. yeah
1: And we always tell people our business, but we're telling the untrained person our business. Yeah Again, true. the person who can't hold space for you. And so therefore, why wouldn't you have that approach that, you know, I I don't want people to know. But however, remember that experience of when you get hurt outside, your mother tells you come inside because nobody's like we just reinforce that principle. And my thing is, do you want to be in a space that you're experiencing growth and healing? Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then you just have to jump into those rooms. Mm -hmm. If you want to be in a space where you just feel cocooned, and then that's also your option. But for the most part, that's where people feel more stagnant, where they're just in a cocoon space. Like we say all the time, we got to get out, we got to get away. Mm-hmm. Here's a safe space, but we want to go and explore. So it's just it's just taking the risks, you know. And do, But you have to know what type of space you want to be in. Because I believe at any stage of our life, we could enter into safe spaces or we could enter into sacred spaces. And they could still be useful based on what's happening in the moment.
0: Janelle, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. You guys, you can find her on her website, jcmayers.com, and you can see all the resources on there, their courses. Um, the Vision Board Party is so much fun. If you're in a different island or a country, maybe she'll have an online version. I am trying to find <laughs> software that I like, right. I like, tangible stuff. So she's working on that. She has yeah. journals as well, planners, if you love planners. And... All the other courses can be online, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. So look her, look her up on J- J.C. Mayers, J-A-Y-C-E-E, Mayers on Instagram. Yes. And Facebook also, and website. Awesome. J.C. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for being on Conscious Folk today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Conscious Folk podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Conscious Folk and visit our website at theconsciousfolk.com.